0: Well welcome to another episode of 10 with Tom, uh, where we explore faith 10 minutes at a time. And today we're talking about how we use our influence well. So the past few weeks we've been exploring the life of Joseph as we read it in Genesis. And we looked at Joseph in the pit, we looked at Joseph in the prison. And then last week Sunday, if you watched our service, we spoke about Joseph in the palace. And the realization for me in the story is that this moment that Joseph finds himself in a place of influence, in a place of power with a platform, it's actually less about forgiveness. Well, it is about forgiveness, but it's about more than that. It's about spiritual maturity. It's about the fact that Joseph was able in that moment to override his feelings and emotions for for revenge And actually, exercise forgiveness. And that showed how he had matured as a person, that he was able to use his influence uh, for good, not just his good, but for the good of those around him and for the good of a nation. I think that's what influence is, that's what spiritual maturity is. And uh, the reality is, we all have influence. Uh, Maybe not the same kind of influence Joseph had, but we have influence. Maybe you have influence over your. You have kids, maybe you have influence over colleagues, uh, maybe you have employees that you have influence over, maybe you are an influencer and you have uh, a social media following. And the reality is it's not so much about the size, it's about... So it was about how Joseph used his influence uh, for good, and, and for me that is what maturity is. Um, and so I actually want to take a little bit of time today to talk about social media, to talk about how we actually use our social media and, and, and our influence online uh, to bring about good for others. And that can be quite a, like a tricky and a controversial subject and I don't pretend to be an expert on it, but I do think it's an important conversation that we have as followers of Christ in terms of how we're using our influence physically and the people around us, but also to the people who follow us and that we engage with online. So um, Rick Warren, I was listening to an interview with Rick Warren on Finishing Well and he had quite a like sort of pushback against social media and basically said that he feels like social media is just sort of a stumbling block for pastors and he was talking specifically around church ministry and and, and his primary reasons are it it just tickles the ego too much. It's too easy to kind of... uh, you know, write something or post a video and people like it and, it and it sort of fuels your ego in an unhealthy way. And also there's the whole like dopamine hit, the sort of addictive nature of, you know, you post something and then you look for likes and then you post and you look for likes and, and that can be kind of addictive. So he says this, the, this thing which I thought was quite interesting, he, he has this line, he says you don't help anybody with your success, you only help them with your failures, your weaknesses and your problems. Uh, he says success doesn't unite people, pain does. And, uh, and, and I thought that was so profound and so interesting because I found that true in my own life that it's actually um, through sharing our weaknesses and stuff I've struggled with in our marriage or with parenting or whatever that it's actually connected me to other people and, and allowed me to help them. And so he's saying, yes, let's use social media. It's a fantastic tool, but let's use it primarily to encourage people who are struggling or in pain. And we do that by by sharing our stuff. Now, it's not so black and white as that and and there is a part of me that thinks, you know, I watched that 14 peaks on Netflix and I mean you could say, oh, he's sharing his success but well for me it's inspiring. So there is an element of just being authentic in our lives and that can inspire others but I do think that we've we, we got to be so careful with how we use it because if we're doing it for likes or if we're doing it to sort of puff up our ego or if we're doing it because we need to feel worthy then, then it really does become a problem um, that needs to, I think, be be addressed because it's something internal that we're trying to deal with um, by by posting stuff. So, as, so as I'm kind of like wrestling with this whole thing, and I'm kind of like pondering like uh, Rick's words, and kind of like how do I use social media, and like should I post that, or should I stop posting that, or like, and 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 I think it was kind of a it was it was a really good wrestle for me, and I think we all have to like figure that out. But um, I then came across this Henry and now in uh, post this and I shared it on Facebook but I want to read it to you because I think it's so profound and and I love Henry Nines, a great writer. He says, nobody escapes being wounded. We are all wounded people whether physically, emotionally, mentally or spiritually. The main question is not how can we hide our wounds so we don't have to be embarrassed but rather how can we put our woundedness in the service of others. When our wounds cease to be a source of shame and become a source of healing we have become wounded healers and I love that phrase that we are wounded healers I and mean, even the life of Joseph, his pain which could have paralyzed him actually became an opportunity for him to extend healing through his own struggles and his own pain to those around him. And he becomes a wounded healer and I think we all have that opportunity. we all got wounds, we all got stuff, we've got stuff we're dealing with. And instead of allowing that to keep us in shame and trying to hide that or present the sort of like highlights reel of our life, actually when we can become comfortable in that and use our weaknesses, as the Bible speaks of, to point towards God and what God has done in our lives. And, uh, and then I thought uh, one step further and I thought, you know what, who, who modeled this better? than Jesus Himself. And I want to leave you the verse for today. Uh, he says this, He Himself bore our sins in His body on the cross, so that we may die to sin and live for righteousness. And then this line, by His wounds you have been healed. And I love that that Jesus is the, he is the model of what it means to be a wounded healer. He was wounded. He was pierced for our transgressions so that we can find wholeness and healing and then we can go out into our world and bring wholeness and healing to the people around us, to our homes, to our families and ultimately to this world. Um, and so I hope that that's encouraging to you. If you are feeling wounded, why don't you reach out to us, get in touch and we, we want to pray with you. This is not just like a one-dimensional, sort of one-way conversation, but we'd love to connect and, 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 and hopefully as, as I am wounded and as you are wounded, we can help to heal one another. As Christ has healed us. So, thanks for joining us for another episode of 10 with Tom, and uh, we'll see you next time. This video is sponsored by Turbidor Coffee. By the end, have we got like all the sponsored? Yeah, yeah, pretty (laughs) much. It's like people just do things because they get paid, and that's just really sad. (laughs) Are we ready? Are we rolling? Okay, have we got sound? Okay. Take.